It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. Uh, we are live from the Blend Bar and Bistro here in Hamilton Square, New Jersey. It is the Go Birds podcast, and uh, Eagles cheerleaders are here. Yes. Ellie Shore Parks is here. James Seltzer is here, and we have a fine crowd with over 22 beers on tap, 100 craft beer bottles. That's right. This place is awesome. That's yeah. right. So we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. It is the Eagles versus the Colts preview show, episode number 15. Uh, there will be no Jordan Matthews arguments on this one, as I think we got right. it all out on the last but you one. You know what I day. decided? What's I'm that? unbeatable in Jordan Matthews <laughs> debates. Like, nobody can touch me in them. Any point you have, I have a better point. Any, any way you want to slander him, <laughs> I have I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure the only Jordan Matthews argument you and I have ever had, I've won. Yeah. yeah. Pretty handy. That, pretty that sounds pretty like sure that's that incorrect because I'm undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot is happening. I think the focus that everybody is... You know, talking about and really excited about guys. Yeah, I mean, it gets lost in the shuffle for some reason. We're 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 not fired up enough about Carson Wentz yes. returning to the field here, James. I uh, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to expect. I think we're all telling ourselves, listen, give this guy a chance. He's going to be rusty. But as we get closer and closer to game time, and it's probably just my excitement. I think he's going to blow the doors off this Colts defense, and we're all going to be shocked. At I mean, we were shocked by the recovery time. We were shocked by um, you know just how fast he can bounce back yeah. and how he's looked, just doing simple seven on sevens, eleven on elevens, and training camp and working up to this. I'm pumped for Carson Wentz. I'm I'm so pumped, and I think you're right. I, I don't think we as a 
fan base, as a anything across the board, we've not talked enough. It's been a lot of reaction to the loss, looking ahead, but we're not really talking enough yeah. about the fact that our franchise leader, the guy who is the guy who's going to lead us for the next 10 and to 15 I, years, hopefully, is back. And it is a huge thing. I think he makes everyone better. I think that, that having Carson Wentz back, the struggles we've seen offensively, right. I think immediately well, everything is better. And I think part of that reason is just because of the hysteria of the last few days with the receiver position, right? I mean, that's all anybody wanted to talk about. Are they going to make a deal for Josh Gordon? Who are they going to sign? Who are they bringing in on workouts? And you're right, the Carson Wentz thing kind of got lost in the shuffle, which is wild because all we've been talking about for the last five, six months is when is Carson going to return? Is he going to play in week one? How much is he doing training camp? So now that he's finally back, it's weird to actually, I mean, Doug Peterson today for his press conference walked up, uh, or I guess this was on Wednesday actually, walked up to Mike and said, what do you guys even want to talk about? Because that's all anyone's been asking about is Carson Wentz. So now that he's back, I mean, it's weird to think, like, what are we judging him on, right? Like it's one game. What are you going to be looking for? I'm going to be looking for, you know, the, the same stuff we saw last year. I mean, him to be Carson Wentz again. And I, and I but I look, I, it's going to take a little time, I think. I think he's not going right. to come out physically and be look he looks like he's all ready to go it's going to take time just to get to game speed playing in an nfl game is mm -hmm. not it's different you can't simulate it there's nothing you right. can do the thing that i think that why i feel so confident that wentz will have success immediately is the thing that i still feel people don't talk enough about with carson wentz especially on a national level they all talk about the magic plays and the special stuff he can do and the physical ability I, I just don't think we talk enough about what's going on above the shoulders. Yep, and no, the, I agree. I mean, that dude... That's your biggest thing, it's too. My, it's always, you're it's always my number you're, one You're thing. an above-the-shoulders guy. Yeah. I'm an above-the-shoulders guy with quarterbacks, and especially when you have all the physical gifts, the way that guy sees the game, the way he can diagnose defenses, the way that he can make the right decisions in the right situations, get through his progressions, and then, of course, the leadership and the type of guy he is leading those guys, I think all that matters. Well, and the other above-the-shoulder thing this weekend is... I mean, this is his first game back from the ACL. Like, how is he going to deal with that? And that is why, to me, the number one thing I want to see from Carson Wentz, like, even if he throws five interceptions, even if they lose, if we see Carson navigate the pocket the way he did before this ACL injury, then you have to leave Sunday's game feeling confident because the biggest thing that happens to quarterbacks when they suffer this injury, they don't keep their eyes down the field. They're looking at the players around them. And that's what made Wentz so special. And to your point, like, the national audience will say, oh, Wentz is special because of that run he made against the Washington Redskins. Like, no, that's not what makes Carson Carson special. What makes Carson special is his ability in the pocket to move around, extend the play, and keep his eyes down the field. And with your AC, with the ACL and LCL injury, to me, that's the biggest worry about the thing you'll lose if, if you're Carson. If, you, if you're not going to be able to keep your eyes down the field, ignore what's going on around you because of your injury, that's a major red flag. So I definitely want to see him, to a certain degree, do that against the Colts. And for me, I know that um, when this type of injury happens in doesn't matter if you're a QB wide receiver, whoever it is. Uh -huh. There's always talk of, well, that is what you're really focused on during rehab. You're not working about improving your game. But it's not what we've heard so far from Carson, and especially in terms of, wow, the leap from where he was last year in arm strength to where he is now. Now, granted, you're going to be working on your upper body if you can't use your mm -hmm. lower body. But I would assume that through all of this, uh, wherever QB gurus that he's been going to, that's still something you can work on. I mean, I know that there's a knock on him a little bit. Even Joe Gillian. I'm going to rip it at Joe Gillian oh, a little bit. No. As being an inaccurate passer. It's not a polished wow. passer, which that's I would a, that's say. That's a trash take by Joe. I, I would say well, it is and, a little bit. for yeah. what it's worth, the statistics don't bear that out. I mean, if you right. look at the, the actual throws to parts of the field, I mean, once hits every mark you need to hit in terms of 
making every throw you need to make as a quarterback. One of the best in the league in all of those metrics. So just from a, I, yeah, the completion percentage, like whatever. Like really, <laughs> do, we, do we care? Completion percentage Sam in yards. Bradford Come on, guys. Has the best completion percentage in the history of the right, NFL that's how you for know. a season. It's a meaningless stat these days. But the other thing, like to James and your point, like about you know the thinking part of the game and on Sunday, that is the one part he has said he's been able to improve on because the downside, although you would argue having to stay in Philly over going north, Going back to North Dakota maybe isn't a bad thing, but I mean, for him, he had to stay in Philly all offseason and rehab, and part of that was he was able to be in the, the film room, you know, look at the offense, learn different parts, see how they can improve. So I do think that he mentally he is going to be way sharper than last year, and that'll be one benefit of having to do. I mean, let's be real, Carson might have done this work anyway because he's a workaholic, but that is one thing where I don't think the injury will have an impact, and he'll be better for it against the Colts. Well, I also think that just having that perspective of watching the game and watching your team be run by another quarterback yeah i think that's going to help him i uh, really do i think that's a development type of thing where you can watch things play out see it from a different perspective i, I think like you said and, and then on top of that the one thing we haven't mentioned this guy just watched nick Foles win the super bowl with yeah. his guys oh, yeah. there is no one on the planet who wants to succeed right now more than Carson? I was on with Angelo Thursday morning, and he asked me, he said, what motivates Carson? And, you know, that's some, anyone that's ever been around Carson, even before the injury, knows this is guy, he's just a workaholic. That's just who he is, right? He focuses on football. That's his life. And he said, what motivates him now? And, I, and to, to what James said, it's the Super Bowl ring. I mean, imagine anyone that's listening in any walk of life having someone come take your job and then reach the ultimate goal yep. of that profession yep. and then have to sit and come back and do it like – this is some like it could ruin somebody mentally that wasn't mentally strong. What Carson just went through, and I think you're absolutely right. His goal is to win that Super Bowl, so he can feel he can say whatever he wants, so he can feel like he's a real Super Bowl winning yes. quarterback. Well, and so people who give him credit for it too. I mean, right. that is 100 percent going through your mind. Uh, and like you said, I don't care how strong a person is. You saw that happen. You know it's going down there as well. To me, too, I mean, the biggest advantage of all this, and for an entire week we have talked about the depleted wide receiving core. Uh, we mentioned it a little bit on the postgame show with you, me, and Vince down in Tampa. Yeah. James, I would love to get your thoughts on this, too, because when I look back again, and there's a bunch of people that have gone through this, the Bucks tape and tried to realize, like, well, where did they fall short? It didn't seem like they were getting open. They were getting open. In parts, even in the first half, second half, the Bucks pulled off. They're doing off coverage. They're getting open a little yep. more. But there were a lot of opportunities, more than I even expected, from Nick Foles that didn't connect, especially with Zach Ertz coming across the middle. The decisiveness I welcome back with Carson, and even with a depleted wide receiving core, like with Jordan Matthews attached. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. And again, it's not a shot. Because your boy DeAndre Carter. Just because your boy DeAndre Carter got cut. Still back. He's still back. He's still back. He's like, but he's like jabbed you, but then went for the undercut. To me, Carson Wentz is the type of guy, and there aren't many in this league that can make wide receivers better. I actually feel not only with with Jordan being here because that's comfortability. I totally understand why he's here and doing that, but also with Zach Ertz. Uh -huh. You know, Zach Ertz has been playing a little weird his first two games, mm -hmm. and I, I don't, uh, and not to say that, you know, Nick Foles, I've just watched the Super Bowl. It's fine, two yeah. games, whatever. But everything I think is going to improve. Even Dallas Goddard, please, Doug, I'm, I'm begging you. I know you keep saying you got to get, get him in the game. He's going to make these guys better. Uh, I, you know, that's another one of my, I'm on, uh, two things I always say about great quarterbacks. One, it's above the shoulders is what matters most. 
And the other thing is that a great quarterback, a truly great quarterback, makes every single player on that offense better. He makes his offensive lineman better. He certainly makes his wide receivers better. He makes everyone around him better. And that's all that we saw from Garson Wentz last year. Every time he stepped on the field, he made everyone better. And to your point, I think it goes back to the above the shoulders thing where he's going to make the right decisions. He processes things faster than Nick Foles does. Yeah. He's going to process the field quicker. And decides and, at the same and time. Just, exactly. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, just has better talent he, to actually make those plays happen. So, I, like again, I, I don't think you, it is understating it to say that Carson Wentz just coming back alone makes this offense substantially better. And the coaches will tell you, yeah, Nick likes to be aggressive, and we have saw that in the playoff game. But let's just be honest. Watching these first two games of the season, he has not taken many shots down no. the field, right? And that's where Carson will help. And, like, to being a risk taker, Carson will put the ball in the, into tight spots down the field. He'll, he'll trust his arm. Nick makes just dumb decisions trying to be risky. I mean, some of those throws he made against the Buccaneers throws it into like three defenders on a screenplay to Zach Ertz. <laughs> yes. I mean, so getting Corey Clement killed. Yeah, getting know. yeah, basically getting Corey Clement decapitated. Like so, having Carson back, and I was right. I wrote this a week ago on ninety four WIP. Like that's what's going to improve your your uh, receiver situation. Like you can go, you can sign guys, you can try to make trades. At the end of the day, your passing game is going yes. to improve once Carson comes back, and you don't have Nick Foles in there anymore. And that, to me, is kind of the same conversation we had leading into the Super Bowl with Doug Peterson in terms of like, all right, we're going to see how good of a coach he is yeah. because of all this stuff that's happening. And now I think the question leading into this game is the same thing with Carson Wentz. All right, Carson, we've seen you become an, MV an MVP candidate very quickly in year two. Right. In year three, are you going to look like an elite guy? You well, know, I mean, he already did. He, he has. Yes. I'm just saying, like, but can he do it again? Is there yes. a, is there another it, leap coming? Yeah. Is what I'm asking. I, I, look, let's put it this way. I, my o literal only worry for Carson Wentz is is health and the knee and all that. Like, other than that, there. And again, this is interesting because you know, you know, Bill Simmons guy and all that. But hey, there it is. Ryan Rosillo. I just, thought we were going to make it an entire Ryan, week, but Ryan Rosillo just started a podcast on this. Well, he's great too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was him, Bill Simmons, Kevin Clark, and Robert Mays like my guys and uh, <laughs> and they did uh, uh, the podcast was about who's the, if you had to pick who's going to be the best quarterback in football in three years and both Kevin Clark and Ryan Russillo said Wentz and Simmons and Mays said Mahomes and I think that I, I would go Wentz based on the body of evidence that we have but my point is like I think that if he doesn't get hurt he's the best quarterback in football yeah. For the next decade. Here's the only I mean, that's what Carson went. And I think there's nothing that can stop him other than injury. So nothing I, will stop him. I agree with that 100% had he never suffered the ACL injury, right? If he was just coming into the season healthy from the player last year, everything you say, you just said, I would agree with. But I do think maybe you're diminishing a little bit about how tough it is to come back from an injury like this. Like, he's not just, I've seen him in practice, he's looked great, all those things. He's very, very small chance he steps right onto the field and is the exact same player he was prior to the injury. Well, yeah, I mean, there'll be rust, I would say. But I think, I think let's put it this way, like, I don't think it's going to take long. Like, I think a half. I mean, I think it could be that quick. Uh, for him. And I know most people don't. I'm just saying, I think it could be. I, again, I think we're talking about when it, in terms of just talent, and I agree with you. Again, I'm saying the knee is a, right. it's a huge question mark. We don't know how we'll come back. If he come, I think if, otherwise he's Tom Brady. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's like the best quarterback in the sport. Yes, I, I agree with that. And But I think part of the reason there might not be as much rust as you think this week is because they're playing the Colts at home. So that will be an advantage for him. My only point I'm making is 
like to add to the myth of Carson Wentz would be to come back from this ACL injury and have another NFL MVP season like, and just be better. To like come yeah. back and be like, oh, <laughs> right. guess what? I'm better well, now. Right. Well, like if the, he com- hey. if then he it's really out- something <laughs> if that happens. You right. know what I mean? He, yeah. If he comes out this year and plays like he did last year. Like it, that will be amazing. People can't knock how much big of an accomplishment that would be because, as we all mentioned, did barely played in training camp, wasn't able to work out in the off season outside of basically weights and film room. So he did. He, you know, we saw how much improvement he made from year one to year two. The ACL, to a certain degree, will hamper his improvement. So if he can still make it, then you absolutely have the best young quarterback in the NFL on your roster. We've talked about why he's going to be great and why we think he's going to be right out there, whether that's a few games, a half, or whatever. James, in your mind, what is the worst you could see of Carson Wentz, just maybe in terms of stat line? Like, what is your bottom of bottom if, if he doesn't perform well uh, right out of the gate? I mean, and again, I, I don't expect it, but I, you could certainly see a scenario where he comes out and his timing is just completely off and he's sailing balls over people's heads or throwing it to spots where guys aren't at. I mean, that could, that could absolutely happen. I think you, like, worst case scenario, I think you see... A couple hundred yards and, you know, two picks or something. I think is the worst you'll see, but I don't expect that. I think that he's smart enough just just on his brain alone to not, you know, to not. But again, the timing could be bad. That That's yeah. what you worry about. You worry about him coming back and the timing's just off. ESP wants your answer too, but here's the other part of this, which always is going to keep my butt cheeks tight for the first yeah, four is, minutes yeah, of the game here, yeah. right? Jason Peters yeah. is... is Looks like he's going to be able to go again, but I need him to go the full game. Yeah, red flags everywhere with <laughs> yeah, Jason Peters. I am, I am scared shitless that it's going to be Big V, and he's going to come out there, and it's just... Uh, and it's that, and it's the same thing as always. I need to see Carson get hit yes. once. Look what I just wrote down. <laughs> Look what I just wrote down. Right there on I the paper. I need to see Carson get hit I, once, I, and then I'll be okay. I, I, and yeah. Here's the thing. I need to see it happen, and then I'll be okay. But at the same time, like I don't want it to happen. Like I don't want. But it's I'm, going to happen. It is. Yeah. No, it is. I know. Yeah. I'm. Right. Sa- I'm just. T- I'm so terrified. Honestly, like, I'm terrified. I, I'm not as concerned about Wentz taking a hit. Like I understand that you know you just want to see it to oh, see good it. Good for you. Fucking guy over here. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I've seen him every day at training camp. I see him like walking around the Novacare. I see. I mean, he does not look like an injured man. He doesn't. No, that, <laughs> I mean, that I'm I just saying. With. Like, yeah. you just would never think it. So, I, he'll get hit. I mean, look, he he could have never torn his ACL, and he could have suffered a hit on Sunday that'll tear his ACL. Like, things can happen, right? Sure, of course. But back to your original question. I'm, I do think there'll be rust, but the reason is it's just because of a lack of reps in training camp, right? Yeah, like that, that's yes. Last year he absolutely lit it up in training camp. Like the Miami Dolphins came in for joint practices, he played phenomenally, and he rode that into a really great regular season. He just, to me, even in the reps he did take in training camp this year, was not that sharp. Like I think he had eight touchdowns to five interceptions in team drills. I thought his timing was off, and he made a few interceptions. Oh, yeah, I forget. You're a really big chart guy during, oh, during the yeah. team drills, aren't you? <laughs> I'm Mr. Play-by-play tweet. <laughs> there it is. No, it I is. Can't I actually, believe you just knew the touchdowns. That he does. I, I, you want to know why? I every single throw. for And John, I, ne- I never believed it, but he walked over there. When was it? I think it was this, the first or second week of training. It was John, uh, and he had a... Two pages already full of like who in Ray Diddy Light. Well, yeah, Ray Diddy Light. I love it. It's quite, quite amazing. It. But um, but to my point, last how many year, Hall of Fames are you in? <laughs> All no, of them. Okay, just wondering. <laughs> Me and J Matt. But no, I mean to my point, la- Ray's an eight, so you got a ways to go. Yeah. La- last year he threw the ball in training camp like three hundred and thirty three times. He I threw can it. see you being the next Ray Diddy. Yeah. I mean, I, I like feel like that. I got. I mean, Diddy's got like underrated swag. I feel like my yeah. swag's a little more obnoxious. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're yes. You, you know were, what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm oh, wait, more, wait, hold on. We're, 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 you're much more in people's faces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Something? Oh no. Oh, it doesn't work. But I was gonna da 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 because be uh, you know. But. <laughs> and now oh. it's just gonna be awkward for a moment, and it's over. Okay, and we're go back. Ahead. Over, it's over, awkward again. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over 200 again. less passes in training camp this year. It's a lot of passes. 200 with, with your receivers. So I do think that the rust factor, like, again, if he comes out and lights it up, would I be shocked? No, because he's Carson fucking Wentz. So like, yeah. yes. You know, but like at the same time, the, the rust is real and quarterbacks do struggle coming back off of this. So him not looking great on Sunday is a possibility, not because it's a red flag, not because he won't be the same guy, because it'll be his first time playing a football game in almost a year. Yes. I agree. You know, at the NFL level, especially. I want to play a quick game with you guys without looking at your sheets right now, because uh, this is a this is another thing um, that I'm I, games. that I'm very curious about. Because it took me a while. All right, yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm got, I know what the game is. So I do think you are going <laughs> to beat you. I don't know right. what it is. We're going to we're going to play who is starting on the Colts. Ooh, because between you two guys, taking it very serious. Give me an easy. Give give me an easy. I've not looked at it once for what it's worth. Let's go. All right. We will start easy. Uh, first one to raise their hand, I'll go to who technically is the starting tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. Boom. Right, Ebron. So, no, it's Jack Doyle. God damn. <laughs> That's correct. One point for Come Seltzer. Come on, get it together. Now it's All gonna. Right. Now, now we're gonna. Uh, go go to the opposite <laughs> side. Who is oh, this? Is because you guys play fantasy? You're gonna no, kill well, not really. Who <laughs> is the starting strong side linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts? Ooh, is it uh, Najee Good? It is Najee yeah. Good. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of the weak side guy. <laughs> Ding. Right. The call in this week in the media center. Go ahead. Okay, now uh, this Why is, is Najee Good starting something something I did not know. Who is the starting right corner for the Colts? Oh, fuck, I just starting read right corner for the Colts. Din. Do you know it? I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm looking at. It. I right. didn't know ahead of time. What's the? Uh, give us like a uh, from New England. He came from New England. Give, give us his first name uh, or just initials or K M K M. Yikes! That's a buzzer. That's a buzzer. Kenny Moore is the uh, starting I, right. I've left. literally <laughs> never heard of I like that I like that matchup versus Jordan Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one even knows that guy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Nate Harrison is on the other side. So. I'm better at offensive guys than defensive. Now Give we, me another offensive okay, guy. Okay, let's one go. More. Well, we'll one more, one more listeners offensive are guy. Also playing this and also great. losing. Yeah, no, yes. yeah, the, no. like, yeah play <laughs> at home too. Listeners are like, you idiots. How do you not know it's Kenny Moore? Skill positions only? Yeah. It could be linemen too, but I know the offense better than the defense. Okay, let's go with besides T.Y. Who starts opposite of T.Y.? T.Y. Hilton. Ryan Grant. Yes, that's Ooh. a that is a winner. Hey, is my boy Marcus Johnson still on the roster? Marcus Johnson is on the roster Ooh. as your fifth wide receiver. So it'll be fun to see him too. But um, the Marcus I, I, Johnson revenge game. Yes, exactly. I say this because we kind of said the same thing last week, right? Right. But there's also all the factors in which you talked about, Elliot. It was a way and. The ebb and flow of this, and obviously the the Spider Man meme is going to come out when Frank Reich and Doug Peterson look at each right. other and like, "Wow, that looks like the same offense." I'm sure you haven't heard that a million times this week. They run Wham concepts. They run rub routes. They do all the yes, yes. It's, they all have three headed monsters. They all, you know, Naeem Hines is uh, is dangerous out Marlon of the backfield. Marlon Mack, baby, Marlon Mack, <laughs> still trying to. Mack attack. Oh, by the way, Marlon Mack is the new Christine Michael. By the way, yeah, I think he's, a, I, okay. he's just like the guy I mean, that everybody thinks. Funny is enough, work. Christine Michael also on the Colts. Yes, uh, it yeah, yeah. Out really well. <laughs> oh shoot, I forgot. You're right. So uh, they're they're shaking hands there, but. Just on feel alone, fellas, I look at the Colts and they did. They did. They had a they had an impressive win against yeah. Washington. And they played really well. And for what it's worth, their defense 
looks a lot better than it has in a long time. A oh. Washington team that's probably the best in the division. Oh, right? I, probably. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So I mean, I mean a, yeah. a minus the Eagles. You mean. Uh, the second best in the division. Oh, a second yeah. best. I yeah, yeah, yeah. second best. Yeah. I just see it chopped up. So I'm saying they went into the and going into Washington does yeah. add another level of improvement. It's impre- a good win. Yeah, it's a good yeah. win. And uh, Quentin Nelson is awesome. Yeah, he is. I mean, that guy. We'll talk to uh, Brandon Thorne about that because he's got some interesting okay, notes yeah. on him if too. You're, if you're a, if you're an I like to watch offensive lineman pancake people type of guy, that's, Quentin that's Nelson. Good. Quentin Nelson's your guy. If you're that type of guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not if you're into a lot, that, lot of those know. guys, what the Giants probably should have done is what you're saying. Oh yeah, I mean, at least work. Yeah, either we one. all know what they should have the done. <laughs> Sam Darnold's what yeah. they should have done. Or the guy that will be on tonight. Joey Rosen. They should, or Josh Rosen. I, yeah. I, okay, so I have a friend. We can named, call him Joey. I have, a, fr- I have a friend named Joey Rosen. And as a result, <laughs> I always call Josh. It's a her. Ooh, and I always wow. call Josh Rosen Joey. Big fan of girls named which Joey. Which is, yeah. I know, I like that yeah, too. That's, which uh, also is, is outrageous because I'm Jewish and Josh Rosen is my favorite player in the NFL now because of that. So it's a bad job by me. I, I bet you that um, Josh Rosen's favorite player or his uh, mo- uh, the, the most feared guy on here is probably Jabal Sheard, who over the last two games, they've put him in and outside too, has been pretty dangerous. He played pretty well in New England, and he just kind of faded into uh, you know a bad team. Uh, what is He's been on there for two years now. Or is he a free agent pickup this year? I can't remember. I don't. I don't remember. Either oh, way, would have been a good guest. Darius, Darius, Darius Leonard. Is Darius Leonard is who I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's been great for them. Um, but uh, that uh, that in terms of just, I think that's where their strengths are. Frank is is, is still the same old Frank mm. uh, in terms of you know the play calling Handsome, has been really smart. Oh yeah, by the way, there's some guy named Andrew <laughs> Luck uh, on the, uh, playing QB too. I hear is pretty good as He's well. All right. So He's good. He's been playing. He this, like, the well, same old funny, Andrew Luck. It's funny because that used to when we when we first started. You know, talking into microphones to each other a long time ago. Uh, Andrew Luck was always my go-to makes everyone around him better example. Yes. For my quarterback theory. I yeah. feel like Andrew Luck. That guy. And now Carson Wentz is Look at, look at the Luck. dog shit team that they put out <laughs> with that guy and look what he does. So Doug was asked this week, to, speaking of Frank Reich, about, you know, if he's worried at all that obviously Reich knows the offense very well. Is that a concern? And his counterpoint was, look, we know Frank Reich. As well. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. like Jim Schwartz is going to know Frank Reich's tendencies heading into this game. So I think that that'll be an interesting matchup. But look, the defense has to play better, and they will because they're at home. But coming off that performance, they have to, I mean, 20, you can't give up over 20 points to this Colts, this Colts team. Um, you can't, but well, I, I think it's still possible in terms of the only thing that I'm really worried about, and I know they cancel each other out or whatever, but. You know, you could run those 20-yard stop routes or those 25-yard stop routes with either Grant or T.Y. because you know that Jim Schwartz is saying, don't let them get behind you. Yep, and then true. the massive comeback routes, it's the same thing that we've seen. The- and then everybody get upset at Jalen Mills and, the, you know, this whole story will be over again. But, People uh, need to chill out with that. They really, really <laughs> yeah, like, go kill uh, Actually, for, for, <laughs> for, for, for all the Christ secondary, they need We to just chill won out. the Super Bowl. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. But and also, it wasn't even his fault. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he should have been covering the other guy, too. You know, you can blame Jim Schwartz for that. But also, real quick, what I will say to your point here, the D- Eagles defense at home versus on the road is a thing. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is a real thing. It definitely is. I, I just, I always feel confident with the Eagles defense at home. Well, let me ask this you this. Point. Eagles defense home away split. Is that the biggest concern on the team? For now, yes. Ooh, I mean, other than, than the stability of Carson Wentz's knee, I would right. say yes. Because right? where they made up uh, in away games was out shooting the and, other guys. Right, and, that's, and I mean, that, that's why the, bu- the loss of the Buccaneers matters. Like, it's just a game in terms of large picture looking at the team. 
but in terms of win loss, it is a loss. So I mean, if the Eagles' defense is not going to play as well on the road, you need to be at home in the playoffs because that's what happened last year, and they dominated at home. So it absolutely is something that has to be fixed. And asking the players, they don't really have a reason why, and I don't either. I, mean, I didn't even yeah. think about the the how bad the Eagles' defense was in the Super Bowl and yeah. the road aspect of that too. I mean, they it's it's crazy. I they mean, gave it's up, a crazy thing. They gave up like 16 more points on average. I mean, if you include the playoffs on the road. That's hard to do. I mean, right. it's hard to do that. It's actually, it's a really, it's a fascinating thing. Because sure, being at home helps. The crowd helps and all that. But like this is this is more than that. Like, well, this is this is a, a real thing, and I don't know what it is. The Vikings defense was like that last year. Yeah, but they're a dome team, so well, you 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 can make that excuse. Thing, yes. But like the Eagles play in all elements. They play outside. It's not like they're going into domes and getting lit up. Right. I wonder I mean, if that just becomes like a snowball effect, where it's you know they they recognize and we go okay, we're not going to start out that way and whatever. Maybe maybe that was it. Even just. I mean, I know this is really oversimplifying things, but maybe that's what Malcolm was thinking on the opening play of just like, nope, we're going to go and be aggressive and do all this, and then it really bit him in the ass, and then the next thing you know, it just whoosh, and it just comes out there. And the Malcolm was know. thinking something because I don't know what he was looking at <laughs> was that made him think, do that, I right? I mean, was the but I got to tell you guys, uh, Brandon Graham seems pretty confident in his matchup as he called out <laughs> Joe Haig. He goes, you know, I'd say it's going to be a little pretty, uh, looks looks pretty good to me, as a, according to Jimmy Kemsky, where he's going to have a date. Now, uh, one of the Indianapolis Colts beats, and I apologize because I forgot her name, went up to Eric Ebron and just asked him to respond. And uh, here is what he had to say about uh, Brandon Graham's comments. People talk smack. They in Philadelphia. It's part of their nature. Uh, I'm from Jersey, so I know we really don't like Philly like that as Jersey people. So we'll figure it out when we get there. And hopefully we shut them up. <laughs> what a lame comeback. <laughs> the worst Worst trash talk back, you know, like, first of all, everyone in New Jersey loves Philadelphia because they identify themselves as I live around Philadelphia and we're in New Jersey and we can already tell that, I mean, there are Eagles cheerleaders in New Jersey. We are talking about the Eagles in New Jersey. It's all it's all one big happy family. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't about. see that what that has to do with the Colts inability to bro- block Brandon Graham either, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, not at all. We should just be saying who the fuck is Eric Ebron. Yeah. He's probably well, a better round bus. He's the guy that's caught a touchdown in every single game so far. What happened with that? All both of them. Yeah. Yeah. All both of them? Oh yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Oh, there's two like, in the- <laughs> just two games. I'm not getting carried away. It's a guy who was a ninth pick in the draft and has been a dog shit player so <laughs> but uh, maybe it's certainly not a Detroit Lion anymore is yeah, it yeah it's, uh, it's not great to be not too great to be in the Lion State but uh, we uh, certainly as always as we're going to do every single week want to know just a little bit more about uh, this uh, Colts matchup with their offensive line uh, Brandon Thorne who is uh, from USA Football and also uh, the Scouting Academy is going to break it down for us as uh, we welcome into the show, Brandon, I know that uh, the move must be going on. How is the uh, how's the move going so far? Oh, it's, it's getting there. <laughs> you know, um, we're we're getting there. We're we're getting close, and you know, just trying to look at it as a day by day thing. You know. Yes, and uh, uh, day by day as uh, it gets a little gets a little closer to Sunday here. But Brandon Graham wasting no time this week as uh, Jimmy Kemsky uh, has quoted him as saying, uh, "Colts right tackle Joe Haig." From what I see, it's going to be a good day. So is he right in that, Brandon? Is it going to be a good day for Brandon Graham versus Joe Haig? Yeah, I mean, I I lean that way. You know, I'm 
I, I like Joe Haig. You know, he's a he's a guy. You know, he played left tackle in week one for them, right tackle last week, and I think they'll probably stick at right tackle now. But he's a guy who can kind of play anywhere. You know, one of those utility guys who's you know solid at best. Um, but when you're talking about a rusher of Graham's caliber, somebody who's one of the best power rushers. I think in the NFL, you know, as far as the converting speed to power and just the natural leverage he plays with um, is pretty uh, devastating. So a guy like Haig, you know, I think he struggles a little bit with that, with handling guys who have that um, sort of speed to power ability. So I could see some some tight, restricted pockets um, for sure for Andrew Luck uh, this coming Sunday, just, you know, based on that matchup alone. So, yeah, that's that's definitely in Graham's favor. And uh, looking over the Colts kind of last two games here, I mean, you know, uh, Quentin Nelson was had to, I, I'm guessing was your favorite guy in this draft class. I mean, he is an absolute stud. And yeah. from uh, what they've been able to do with him, it looks like the Colts running game has improved little by little each week. And uh, maybe, you know, they're kind of going with the three headed monster uh, that uh, Frank Reich is kind of used to working with anyway, wherever he's kind of gone. Uh, how has he looked and how is this uh, offensive line with the run right now? Yeah, so the offensive line, you know, I look at it, the strengths, you know, the best player on the line is Quentin Nelson. The second best player is the center, Ryan Kelly. And the third best player is Matt Sloss in the right guard. So their interior is the strength for sure. And those are the three best players. Um, but Nelson has looked, I, I thought, really, really, really good. Um, there's some context there, there that needs to be mentioned, though. They've you know, this will be the third game in a row where they've, he's going to be facing an outstanding, you know, defensive line. Um, you know, he went from facing primarily Geno Atkins in week one to Jonathan Allen in week two. And I know he'll probably see a lot of, you know, Nada um, in week three, probably a little bit of Cox, but I know Cox plays more over the right guard. Um, but, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll uh, cross pass a couple of times. So the level of competition that he's went up against has been phenomenal. Um, and he's lost quite a bit of reps, you know, but he's won a lot as well. It's, I, I would lean in a little bit of his favor so far based on these two matchups, but not by much at all. I mean, he's, he's, he's gotten stood up and moved around plenty of times already. So, um, but that just goes to show you the level of, you know, competition out there on the interior defensive line in the NFL right now. It's just it's unreal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in the run game, those three kind of lead it. And, you know, Frank Wright being the head coach, you know, you see a lot of the same principles that were used in Philly in the run game here. Um, trap, uh, trap wham, different trap variations are all over this offense. Um, so you, you definitely, you know, get that Philly feel watching the run game, which is a lot of fun. Um, but, but yet, you know, I think that the interior being the strength and the tackles being the weakness. You know, I look at the defensive end, you know, in this matchup as, as having a big day, um, especially if Costanzo doesn't play at left tackle, which he hasn't yet this season, and he didn't practice yesterday. So it looks like Raven Clark might get his second career start at left tackle. And um, Raven Clark's definitely the weakest link on the entire offensive line. So, you know, you look at guys who play over there like Derek Barnett um, and Michael Bennett. You know, I think those two guys can have huge days, um, as well as Brandon Graham and Chris Long. So it's going to be a tough day for their tackles, but, um, you know, we'll see if the interior can, can do enough so luck, you know, doesn't get killed back there. Well, it sounds, uh, sounds again like it's another favorable matchup uh, for this Eagles defensive line, although a little bit of di- uh, disappointment yeah. against that Bucks line uh, last weekend. Uh, hopefully the at-home atmosphere can change that. Brandon Thorne from uh, the Scouting Academy, also USA Football. Thank you so much for your breakdowns each and every week, my friend. We'll see you next week. All right. Sounds good, John. Thanks. Well, that's... Uh 
always good news to me when <laughs> left and right tackles are are probably the weak spot once again for these guys to go in and attack. And uh, hopefully it adds up to something, you know, because the pressure was also, you know, we kind of said a, a little bit of the same thing going against the Bucks, just like I said there. Um, uh, everybody wants Jim Schwartz to blitz more. It's not going to happen. And it's it is just going to come from, you know, this this front four here again. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think the pressure against the Buccaneers, like Fletcher Cox had a great game, and there certainly were stretches. But, you know, all the talk coming into this year was this Eagles defensive line is going to be even better because of Michael Bennett. And I'm not saying it's, it's way too early to say they're missing well, guys. Well, he's a little mad too Yeah, right what's now. going on with Some Bennett? You're in the, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's just been Shut so, down Ed Kratz. He, <laughs> no one does that and gets away with it. Like, exactly. He's not someone I would want to fight, Ed yeah. Kratz. But, uh, He's I'd been, fight Ed Kratz. You'd fight Ed Kratz? All right. <laughs> I'll I'll tell, I'll Dude, tell his him. arms are pretty, pretty Oh, I know Ed. I've Adam. seen Ed around. Adam Adam him and tell I, him I got no that. problem with that. Come at me. Come at ben, me. Bennett's been a little different in Kinda the locker room. Kind of looks like Dean expect. Norris a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dean Norris. Hank from oh, uh, I like that. Breaking Bad. Anyway, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, Bennett's just been a little different in the locker room than I expected. Like, I don't know if maybe in Seattle he was way more talkative, but he just doesn't really like to talk to the media, and, and not in a rude way. He just doesn't really like to do it. He's a quiet talker. Uh, kind of sticks to himself a little. So I don't know if he's mad or not. I mean, apparently on the broadcast, there was a clip where he looked upset with Chris Smith, the defensive line coach. I haven't Chris seen Wilson. Wilson. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, Chris Wilson. And I, I haven't seen that. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, not that Twitter's ever wrong, but that's what people <laughs> were saying on Twitter. But, yeah, I mean, look, week one, he got a decent amount of snaps. I think he was pretty high up there among the defensive ends. So I, I, haven't, uh, I don't remember what he got in week two, but – yeah, look, him getting upset is obviously not going to be ideal. Yeah, right? I, I think mean, it was about twenty uh, percent less or so in week two, which you could probably see why. I mean, like, you he know, he had the least snaps of the uh, defensive linemen. I think that's I think that's correct too. So well, we'll have to is mad. wait and see. <laughs> and you know, it could just. And the thing about all that is, when you're trying to make a a large deal out of it, sometimes you are just pissed at, during that game that you're not getting enough snaps. But and, they, it, and they lost. It, yeah, and they lost too. There's <laughs> and a, look, and are, it was hot as shit, by the way. These are massively competitive human <laughs> yeah. beings who want to be on the field every single play all right. the time. So Ooh, I'm glad, in the I'm, heat of the moment. I'm very yeah. glad that you brought up uh, very competitive human beings because all three of us here are as well. Let's do is, it. And in the fantasy realm, Ooh. James Seltzer's killing me right now. <laughs> and you know what I do? Come you on. know what I do when I get mad? I go to DraftKings. Yeah. Because in, a, in the season-long leagues, Sometimes it's just not your day, and sometimes your fantasy season is literally ruined in two weeks. Oh. And uh, and I know that's kind of happening right now. I'm still okay, but to make me feel better, <laughs> it's falling apart because I need the big uh, bragging rights, but I also need big cash prizes, which is what uh, uh, DraftKings is there for. I take cash prizes over bragging. That's rights. right, every time, all season long at DraftKings, the one week leader in all fantasy sports. And how huge are we talking once again this week, fellas? Two million. Dollars in God, prizes man. this weekend. I mean, they're yeah. oh yeah, two million dollars. <laughs> uh, and you know, one week fantasy, you choose when to play. It's not there's no pressure here, you know. But definitely do it this weekend because with promo code GoBirds right now, all you got to do just go to DraftKings.com, download the app, use promo code GoBirds to enter any contest for free this weekend with your first deposit and compete for your share of again. $2 million in total prizes. That's Go Birds, only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Minimum $5 uh, deposit is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And once again, Go Birds, free. Go birds. Just yeah. that simple, fellas. So uh, I wanted to ask you about this, ESP, because there uh. have been some people, and Nick talked about it today, saying, I wonder what his mentality is now going from Super Bowl MVP 
right back into a pumpkin. And now going back to the backup role with Carson Wentz. Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> nice little shot you got at him there. Super Bowl MVP. Will always be in my heart. And uh, what was what was he feeling? What was he talking about in yeah. the locker room today? I mean, look, we can debate how good of a quarterback Nick Foles is. But the dude is just a really good guy. And he like, is. like the I've best always guy. Said that. He, he always really said that. is. Like, like the best guy. Yeah, he really, really is. And so he talked today about going back to the bench. And one quote that really stuck out to, stuck out to me was he said, you know, there are times, it, as any human would, coming off what he did last year, where he wants to demand things. He, you know, maybe he want, maybe at one point he should have demanded a trade. Maybe he feels yeah. like he should be starting. But he said when he think when he thinks about that. He thinks about what would his, how would he want to act for his daughter? How would he, the people around him want to act? And he said, it just tells me to be, you know, be thankful for being on this team, support Carson Wentz, and to help this team the best I can on the scout team. So it reminded me. good man. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I was sitting on. there like, Seriously. come on, this is like another quotable yes. moment. like, am I in a Disney movie or is this actually? <laughs> you know, I know. Like, yeah. That's how it ends. Just roll credits yeah. after so, that. So, yeah, I mean, like earlier when you said, all right, we're going to talk about what Full said, I was thinking like, the dude doesn't rock the boat. Like, you know, normally right. if you're going to talk about what a backup quarterback said, it's one of those like he thinks he should be starting yeah, or something like that in, yeah, right yeah. but it's just it's not going to happen with Carson and Nick I mean he's happy to be here he loves being in Philly does he want to be the backup no no one wants to be the backup right. but I think he you know he's accepting this the best you best you could expect anybody to well and that was just the reason why I brought it up is because it, it answered a small question I think for a lot of us on like did he want to go somewhere and it sounded like absolutely I mean that's not a, that's not a uh, I mean he said it on yeah. Jimmy Kimmel too so yeah wanna, I agree right. with the, the sound James yeah I don't I still, I still don't I mean like you don't sound. you don't bring it up yeah do I want to demand something why would you even why would you want to demand something if you want to say that's exactly right so I'm just I'm just saying probably wanted to go and do that if Foles wanted to be on another team he would be on another team Right, but yes, he didn't for his there. daughter is what that was that, my but whole that's point the point that. I'm making is yes there's part of him that probably part of him wanted to go somewhere at the end of the day though he decided he would rather be on the Eagles. In my opinion, that's what happened. Well, that's what, yeah, James has been saying that for a long time, too. It's just, you know, James is always right. That's what you got to yeah, remember all, here. That's what I'm right Me and Elliot are always wrong. <laughs> James is I'm always right, right yeah. and that's pretty much it. In fact, he's so right because I think you had a pretty killer week again I last was good week again last week for yeah. the picks. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the picks. Hit me! It's time to ring the bell. And play some bets. Hey, I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. The picks are brought to you by the casino at Delaware Park, where not only is NFL wagering oh. going on, it's John Gentile, his his hands in the air. He is ready to rock and roll. You can bet on college games on Saturday. You can roll right in there, and I guess what? Uh, take Iowa in the points this week, baby, because uh, they're going to... No, don't. I was just about to <laughs> they're say... They're playing I, Wisconsin. I was, about to say, I was literally about to say, I will bet you on the air right now on that. I will take Wisco all day. Yes. Uh, they still have the parlays, but more importantly, the entire sports book is open. It's college football, NFL football, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, the bi-week beer, beer bash is going to happen oh, uh, buddy. right after they're done playing the Jacks. You'll be ready for that, too. It's a day of fun. All uh, all the football games are there. You can bet on them. It's fantastic. It'll the, be Elliot's first bye week beer bet. It will. It'll be our second. So I won't be there, guys. Oh, I know. I'll man. be away. Rude. Sorry. Boo. I know. Oh, geez, I know. Oh, Boo. James Seltzer blowing time. everybody Damn, else. Second time we've made a huge noise. Everything there. Uh, the casino at Delaware Good. Park is a lottery Good. agent at Delaware Lottery. You must be 21 to play James Seltzer, but you do not have to be 21 to watch. I say let's go down to Atlanta. 
as uh, they open as a three-point favorite, and the line has not moved as of Thursday as they welcome in the New Orleans Saints, who had a little trouble with Cleveland in their own house but still somehow pulled off the win. It's a division rival. We know how these games go. Where are you here? This is the hardest game on the slate Absolutely. for me to pick. I really I could see it going either way. As a result, I'm going to take the points. I'm just taking the points. I'm going to take whatever I can get here because – I really could see it going either way. I think New Orleans is better than we've seen them play. I think Atlanta obviously didn't look great week one, looked solid against Carolina, but still missing Deion Jones, so still t- missing Keanu Neal. I am going to go with the Saints and take the points, but I obviously don't feel I, – I would stay away if it were my own money. So ESP? I, I agree with everything he said, and I think this is a big game for the Saints in terms of like a lot of bad energy around there, right? Like you, you lose game one, you almost lose to the Browns week two. This is a big game for them to come out and show like, yes, we are one of the best teams in the NFC. Tough game to call. I'm not a huge Falcons guy. As I've said, I'm out on the Falcons. But I just can't picture a world where the Saints drop to one and two, right? So I, I'm, I'm agree with James here. I'm going to take the points. 53 and a half is the over-under in this one, gentlemen. You know what that means. Taking Drew Brees <laughs> and the points. I'm going with it, too. So I can't, yeah, uh, for some reason, I know that I, I think Greg Williams was a little bit of a factor in there. It was kind of a meh game to him because he knows – Drew Brees and wants to get back at Sean Payton probably for some reason. So across the board, it makes me nervous that we're all picking the Saints as we will now travel to Waste Team as they are once again having a home team expose against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers as they're going to be a three-point favorite on the road. And I am not betting against Aaron Rodgers. No, no. Is that yeah, across see, the board again, again. <laughs> The Colts just went in there and smoked them. I'll certainly take Rodgers. Agreed 100%. I want to ring the bell, too. Like, I'm yeah, waiting I know, for I'm it, ready, but, but no. Nah, I got to agree, no. yeah. All right, so let us uh, scoop on down and go to the West Coast as Dallas is making semi-east to west, a Midwest-to-west move as uh, the Seattle Seahawks opened as a three-point favorite. It quickly went down to a minus one, yeah. minus one and a half. However, it is Seattle. It is at home. I am still not buying into the Cowboys after one quote-unquote dominant performance against the New York football Giants. Giants. I'm going to say that Russell Wilson somehow edges them out. I will take the home dog, James Seltzer. Yeah, same. Dang it. I know. What are we doing? There's no drama. The the line scares me. I hate that it went from three to one and a half. Same. I don't know why that happened. I, I look at these two teams, and I feel like they're exactly the Would same. Would Brian Schottenheimer it, have anything yeah, to do with that? It's true. <laughs> yeah, what, what does Scott Linehan have to do with it then? All right? That's I true. Mean, yeah, come yeah. On. Um, I am dying to, to go the other way on this, but I can't. I'll, Seattle at home, Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott. That's kind of the way I see this one. Ring that motherfucking oh! bell, ladies and gentlemen. Ring that bell. He did it. Ring it. He ring did it. it. And he did it on time. So congratulations hey, to you. He didn't that was start my, talking right? and yeah. say he's taking the I'm other proud team. Of you. Thank and you. And then say, so wait, did I ring the bell there <laughs> exactly. or what, what happened? All right. Why do you yeah. like Dallas in this Well, because I picked Dallas to finish second in the division. They got to get their win somewhere. <laughs> That's your reason. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle, Seattle's not great, right? I mean, they're coming True. off the win over the Giants. A win that, yes, the Giants are very bad, but, you know, they did dominate that game to a certain degree. So, fuck it. All right. Oh, I, love I love it. it. I love it. And for what it's worth, I think Dallas's defense not as bad as I expected it to be. No, it, uh, it's, uh, and, it looks and, Will you admit now the Giants are awful? They're bad, man. I was wrong about the Giants. Yeah, I was bad about it. You know, I said man. Washington second. Oh, did you? Okay. I did, but I still thought, I thought Dallas would be last. I think the Giants are worse than Dallas. Okay. I think. Uh, by the way, is there any difference between Pat Shermer and Ben McAdoo? Did you, after two oh, games? Did you see what happened with Francesa? Yeah. 
60 what minutes. Happened? He said it was, the, he did an interview. Shermer did it. He did an interview. He said, he said, I got a root canal next week. I'm more excited yeah. for that than to talk to this guy. Yeah. Oh. Like the, the deleted off. And he and, was paid for that. And yeah, oh, yeah. That's, a, that's a paid spot that they apparently, have to be on, right? Apparently it was really Giants bad. Fans like, feel I, talk, watching them coach. I talked to a couple people who listened to the interview and they were like, Dude, no, it was awful. Oh, like, whoa. Shermer was awful. So, uh, we were, you were covering the Eagles when Shermer was here. I mean, yeah, he's a he bad is, interview. He is <laughs> as boring a human being as you will ever is, talk to in your life. It's literally like talking to a wall with paint drying. It's like, I would <laughs> rather talk to the wall with the paint drying and have a conversation than with bad Shermer. It's like being Fantastic. around Eeyore. It's it literally, oh, wow. it's, it's like being. Com, it's like, it, yeah. Well, yeah, literally. Yeah. No illusion. His head's always again. down. That's yes, good, right? It's a really good comp right I like that. So, uh, I like that a lot. Well, Definitely tune in to uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP this week from 5 to 7 because I can't believe that we are going to be in week three of the season and we have not done an NFC least yet. It's so outrageous. I'm excited because he's going to definitely be on the list uh, I would think so. for that one. Also, inside the birds after us from uh, 7 to 8. Gentlemen, let's make the biggest prediction of the week. I thought we were throwing a bonus in just for the oh, live yeah, viewers. Oh, yeah, I forgot. For Let's do that. Viewers. For the live viewers tonight, we've okay. got Cleveland. We've got the Jets. Because we're here. we are watching at the Blend Bar and Bistro in Hamilton Square, New Jersey, which, by the way, if you are a beer fan, which all three of us are, they are having the Central Jersey Beer Festival, which is sponsored by this fine uh, establishment at the Mercer County Fairgrounds, Saturday, October 13th. Get your tickets at CJ Beer Fist. Fest, excuse me, dot com. 70 different breweries, 150 beers, food trucks, live music. I'm already in. Are you in, sirs, on the Cleveland Browns at the minus three, the nice little home kicker for, uh, for Sam Donald Dude, and the boys? I am not picking Hugh Jackson to win a football game. Right? I, <laughs> so you're going with the Jets? I'm going with the Jets, yeah. Hey. <laughs> there it is. We are going with the Browns. As stupid and absurd as it is, it, honestly, it should be a principle to just not take yeah. the Browns in That's this situation. Saying. Yeah, you're right to right. do that, but I think the Browns are okay. Pop I, the Bud Lights, I baby. It's are, happening yes, tonight. Yes, it it's is. happening tonight. It is. I hope the GoPros are ready to capture all the bars in Cleveland when they unlock those Bud Light cases. It's going to happen. So uh, I'll take Cleveland. Um, the I uh, listen. I love Carson, and I love this team. Uh-oh. I think it's. I think it, there's a lot of depth here. Are they a six and a half point favorite at home against the Colts? Yeah, uh, this is scary. This is that's a little. It's a lot, it's a lot of points. I, I, here's what I'm gonna say. I like the the Eagles are gonna win this game. I don't think they're gonna cover. I think this is a very tight football game, which means so, it's gonna be a blowout. Now that I said that, but so part of my reason for picking them against the Bucks last week was basically this team showed in 2017 how to beat bad teams. Every week we talked ourselves into it, right? Like, I thought they'd lose to the Cardinals. You know, people said maybe the Bears will be close. The Broncos' defense is really good. They blew them all out, right? (laughs) So the last week versus the Bucks worries me a little, but at home, the energy of having Wentz, that offense, seven points. I mean, there are more than seven points better than the Colts, and they're at home. I'm going to pick the Eagles to cover and win the game. Wow. I think they're definitely winning the game. I could see it going. It, look, I think it's going to be closer than we wanted to for the majority of the game. What happens at the end, whether they win by 10 or by 3 or by 7, I could see any of those types of things happening. I 100% believe they will win. If I'm betting on the game, and I probably wouldn't bet it, if I'm betting on the game, I'm taking the points. I think it's just a smart yeah. play here. I don't think the Colts are that bad. I think their defense is better this year 
Andrew Luck's a really good football player. And I think Frank Reich knows the team enough. I think they keep it close enough where, again, it could easily be 10. A late touchdown, right. it kind of puts it away. I could easily see the Eagles covering, but if I'm putting my money, and again, I wouldn't bet on this game, but if I were, I would I would just take the point. I don't know, guys. Just from being in this locker room all week, talking to the players, like they are really pumped to have Carson back. Not, yes. not a shot at Nick. They're no. just pumped to have Carson back. Carson's extremely excited. Like, I think this could get out Which of hand Which is possible. Quickly. It's a great – look, I like, – Can you if, imagine what it's going to be like rolls, when Wentz rolls yeah, out? If Wentz oh rolls God. out and the crowd's crazy and they defer and they pick it off and Wentz throws a touchdown and then they roll again, like, sure, I can see it being 30 to 3 or whatever right. really quickly. Just for Elliot, I'm, too, yeah. I'm going to call. Uh-oh. Just like the opening the drive against first, the Cleveland yeah. Browns. His first touchdown ever. Seven Woo. plays, 83 J-Matt. yards. J-Matt. In the corner to J-Matt. J-Matt. Just, to, just for everybody to I mean, you act like I should be surprised you think he's going to catch a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, number one or to be one foot in or one foot out. But yeah. either way, oh, okay. I think right. that's where it's going to oh, go. Oh, <laughs> that was good. It took me three. That was really good. Uh, that was so – you could not have won an argument about that play because there is no argument for that that's play. That's true. That's true. So. I mean, That's I'm undefeated. I actually hope just you just drop your leg to the ground. You he know made, what? He made a mistake. No receiver's perfect. Okay, what do you want me to say? <laughs> That's like, true. You're nitpicking see? certain plays. Like, see? Okay, see what he does. Well, he just, yeah. That's what I mean. I, we get right into it. But uh, go listen to episode number 14. We debated the whole thing. You know what's going to be funny tomorrow night? We're at Maggie's on the waterfront for the Eagles pep rally. You can be there too to win tickets to this game. Ooh. And that's going to be a lot of fun. There will be an Eagles player there. We're not sure who it is because they usually wait until day of. Well, we if know it's Jordan Matthews, it my goodness, is that going to be fun? We'll, we'll that is going to be fun. We'll so. just let Elliot and him go back and forth the entire time. <laughs> we'll just play some Kanye, talk football. There we go. We'll rock and roll. Literally, literally. I said I was going to. All right. There is no one on the planet who loves Kanye West more than Jordan Matthews. That's all. That's what we talked about I, yeah. yesterday. Okay. Yeah. So I used to, as John knows, I used to, my job with the Eagles, I used to go around the locker room with this microphone and ask the dumbest questions like, what's your most, you know, prized possession? What's right. your most, you know, like stupid fucking questions and no joke, no matter what question, I, what's your favorite food? Well, I like to listen to Kanye. What, you know, like, <laughs> no matter what I ask, every answer is, it was un, I, the way he found a way to twist my questions into Kanye West was, it was amazing. Real recognize real. That's yeah, right. It does. I recognize real. Uh, I recognize real. Is that Elliot Shore hey. Parks? That is James Seltzer. I am John Barchi. We want to thank everybody for uh, joining us live at the Blend Bar in Bistro in the heart of Hamilton, New Jersey. Blendbar.com is where you can come hang out. Come to Maggie's on the waterfront, win some tickets, and we're going to debut our first game called The Gauntlet. And you got to hear this tomorrow, so stay tuned right here on Facebook Live. And, of course, Radio.com and Sports Radio. 94 WIP. Go Birds. Go Birds. Peace.